Are you ready to fill your soul with the sustenance it needs? Look no further. Bishop Joshua Fonseca's Soul Food Podcast. You can listen anytime to these engaging messages of faith. From testimonies and real life stories to musical entertainment, is here to satisfy your spiritual hunger. Tune in today for a journey of hope, strength, and truth, and be uplifted with each episode wherever you are. Don't let your soul go hungry. It's time for some soul food. You know, there'd be days I would contemplate suicide in the bathtub, like, oh, what if I just drown myself here? Or, you know, sometimes just cutting yourself just to try to let some type of pain out. You know, so I would go through some of those things. I eventually got tattoos and piercings, I think, mainly just because of the pain, you know, where you're trying to find some expression to your pain. I was living that. I was drinking all the time. I would bring alcohol to school. I remember going to high school just with gin in my Sprite bottle, um, you know, sometimes vodka. And it was also just, you know, made you feel like somebody. Like, I've already experienced all this other stuff. What am I doing here in school, you know? I managed to pass, I managed to make good grades, but like deep down inside, I was dying. You know, I was dead. Hi there, the evil one or the evil things. Maybe you are always getting in trouble, putting yourself in trouble because you do not use your mind, but you use your heart. You see that something or someone is not right but you insist in doing it. And then you find yourself in trouble. Well, the Spirit of God, the Word of God is clear when it says, abstain from all appearance of evil. What is to abstain? To abstain means to refrain yourself from doing evil is to separate yourself from evil. Like, if the house is full of smoke, you think, where there is smoke, fire is there. The smoke comes after the fire. So, if this room is full of smoke, there is fire there, not go into this room. So then you flee, you abstain from the appearance of evil. You see that the word of God does not say uh, abstain, abstain, refrain from evil. But it says from the form, the appearance of evil. Abstain, flee from it, refrain yourself from it. Friendship, relationship, business, everything that smells bad, evil is there. So abstain yourself from all form of evil. By doing so, you are protecting yourself and avoiding many more problems. Don't stop listening. Soul Food is here to feed your soul. We will be right back with more. I didn't really grow up in a religious home. We didn't have much talks about like the Lord or anything like that. I grew up in South Carolina, so it's part of the Bible Belt. There's churches on every corner. 
if you ask somebody, pretty much everybody's aware of Jesus, even if it's not necessarily a relationship. And so my family was definitely just probably more morals-based, where it was like right and wrong, good and bad, but not necessarily because God said so. So I remember like I would go to vacation Bible schools. I love going to vacation Bible schools. I think my mom, one year I asked her to take me to like eight different ones. So I was like at all these different churches, Catholic, Protestant, Baptist, everywhere. Um but I didn't have a relationship with the Lord, and He wasn't present in our home. I had, you know, for the most part, a normal upbringing, but yet something in me was still very empty. So around like 10 or 11, I could definitely remember starting to feel like the emptiness and just kind of like the purposelessness, you know. Also bored. My parents were working a lot and, you know, just some relational voids in my life, probably some emotional emptiness for me. Um, so I had a friend in the neighborhood and we started getting into drinking. We would sneak the alcohol from our parents' kitchens and get it into cigarettes. We'd be stealing cigarettes and smoking. And I know around like 12, I ended up being in my first relationship and he was an older teenager boy. Um, and that's who I basically, I lost my virginity to consensually. Um, and so I became sexually active at 12. And uh, from there, I just really, like the doors to just partying and promiscuity just opened after that. Uh, you know, you got one little taste and now like that's where you felt like affirmation and love coming from, um, you know, attention from boys. I I used to live for that. That was just you know, the basis of where I felt worthy or where I felt loved and something that really impacted me and really probably pushed me even further into the darkness and, and the life of promiscuity and partying was it was my seventh grade. It was getting close to summer because it was a holiday weekend that a lot of people would always visit our city in. I was doing my usual. I was out with one of my friends. We would always just find parties to go to. We'd find clubs to sneak into. We were out what called the boulevard where I'm from. And um, it was just known to be a place where people just flaunt their looks, flaunt their cars, you know, hook up if you can. And we were out at like two o'clock in the morning one time, you know, we could have caught a taxi home, but we were just hoping to find one more party to get to. Um, and some guys approached us, invited us back to their hotel room, opened up a beer, we were just drinking and we already knew the routine, you know, if hookups were going to happen, you know, we were just going to do it. And so my friend and I both, you know, engaged in sexual activity at the time, um, separate rooms. But for me, um, mine ended up turning into a gang rape. So mine started with a consensual person, man. And then all of a sudden, um, guys just started coming through the balcony door. And one by one, they just, you know, started having sex with me and somebody was recording it on the side. And, you know, all I could remember laying there was just... Do I scream? If I scream, will they kill me? Do I just lay here and let them finish? And so I just remember putting my head to the side, looking at my friend, utterly confused what's happening. Um, a lot of anger, a lot of fear happening, and, you know, just enduring it till it finished. And, um, you know, I remember they were done. I got dressed. I remember looking at a lamp by their hotel door, and I said, I just really want to smash it, but I don't want to make them get charges on their bill. And so I like, I held my anger in and I just remember going to the beach, just very lost, very like shocked. And eventually one of the guys from that party drove me and my friend back to her house. You know, we were snuck out. My, our parents didn't know where we were. And, um, you know, that definitely initiated a season that lasted for a lot of years of depression, 
of uh, being lost. I didn't have anybody to tell because we weren't even supposed to be out. They were on vacation, I think, from Michigan. So what would it even be worth to tell anybody? Because how could we find them? So it was really just a secret I carried. Oh, it hurts the most Cause I don't know the cause Maybe I shouldn't have cried When you left and told me not to wait I feel like no one loves me. Never want me. It's always been me. I always feel like my voice isn't heard. I feel like I'm drowning and no one can help me. Is life worth living? But now, if you suffer from paranormal activities, you are not going crazy. No, you are not going crazy. Something is going on. You are in a spiritual warfare. You are under spiritual attacks. If you need help, we are here for you. You can call us. You can count on us. The helpline is available. You are not going to leave a message. We have men, women of God to take your call. Give us a call today at one 888 332-4141. Our helpline is available 24 hours a day for you to receive one-on-one counseling and prayer. I have my guest here, Novina. Novina, can you come here, please? You are going to see what God does in this ministry. Guess what? Novina is here, and one day, I have here my tablets, I'll give you my tablet. Actually, I'm going to lend you my tablet. You need to give it back. <laughs> it's not a gift. <laughs> so one day she was using a computer. What you are trying to find on the computer? Um, how to kill myself. How to kill myself. Do you still remember what you typed there on Google? Um, ways to kill myself. Ways to, to kill myself. How old are you? 28. 28 years old. She did not want to live anymore. Hey, attention. You who have suicidal thoughts, you typed on Google ways to kill myself. Yes. Novina, why do you want to kill yourself? Um, I was just really depressed. I didn't want to live anymore. I was just going through it. So depressed, you didn't want to live anymore. No. Tell me, I want you to number the problems that you had in life. Um, I don't remember exactly. It was just like problems that I just didn't want to live anymore. I was just depressed. It was just like random stuff will just pop in my head, like kill yourself. And, you know, it's the easy way out. So did anybody... Uh, uh, Anybody know about this situation? Family member, children, family, anybody knew about it? Um, no, no one knew about it. It was just me and my thoughts. And your thoughts? Mm-hmm. Nobody knows you are suicidal. Nobody knows you want to kill yourself. The thoughts is inside of you. Who is putting this thought? Satan himself. Besides going on Google, trying to find ways to kill yourself, 
What else did you try? Did you ever attempt suicide? I did when I was younger, but it never went through. Well, this is another point. Which means the suicidal thought was there since you were young. How old? Um, since I was eight years old. Eight years old. Parents, look over your children. Watch your children, their behavior. Because maybe they are suicidal and you do not know. So, you, of course, you are still alive here. How did you find this church, the Universal Church? Um, a friend of mine told me about the church. She invited you to yes. come to this church. I want to show to you what suicide is all about. Maybe you already have a gun, you have a knife, you have a rope. You are ready to take your life. Do not take your life. Do not kill yourself. Put this robe aside. Put this knife, the pills you have. Maybe last week you even tried to kill yourself. To jump in front of a car. Last week you tried to take some pills. I am telling you now, don't do anything crazy. She is alive here. I want you to watch now with me what suicide is all about. Suicidal thoughts. Hopelessness, despair, and an overwhelming sense that the pain of living is just too much to bear. Common feelings that leads to suicidal thoughts. The normal healthy reaction of protection from danger is overridden and the person becomes obsessed with the idea of ending his or her life in order to find peace. Approximately 30,000 suicide deaths occur every year in the U.S. Every three seconds, someone under the age of 18 commits suicide worldwide. That constant inner voice convincing them that they are worthless pushes them over the edge. The fact that the person has suicidal thoughts is not signified that he is bad or evil, or even that he wants to have it. What they do signify is that a person is under a very serious spiritual attack. Jesus said the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. Suicidal thoughts are a clear sign of the presence of evil spirits. So, Novina, when you watched this video, that was exactly what was happening to you. Yeah, it brings back memory. Memories. Yes. Eight years old, you already suicide. You grew up with these suicidal thoughts. You have children. Yes, I do. How many? Two boys. Two boys. And you ever thought, if I die, my boys will not have their mom? Um, I do, but I wasn't really thinking, like, I'm like, they will have a better life. Someone else will take care of them if I just end it right now. So if I end my life, somebody will have my children. Right. Oh, that's why you wanted to, uh, on Google, to find the ways to quickly take your life. What yeah. were the thoughts? Um, it's just... I was just Googling how to kill myself without it being messy because I didn't want to traumatize them. Oh, you don't want to traumatize your kids. A friend of yours invites you to this church, to this ministry. Which changes have you seen? Um, I see a lot of change. Um, I start going to the deliverance service on Friday and um, I started at four o'clock and then I started going at seven and, you know, the pastor pray with me and that's how I learned how to continue praying for myself. 
So you are not free. You are also free from the spiritual attacks. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. No more suicidal thoughts? N no. Not now you want to live or to die? I want to live. <laughs> I want to live. You want to raise your children or somebody else to have your boys? No, I want to raise my children. Yes. <laughs> you see the transformation. So the Spirit of God transformed her life. And this is what is going to happen. Come Sunday to the church, you are going to be able to see what she saw. How long have you been with us? Um, since April. Since April. New life? Yes. What else has God done for you? Um, new job, going back to school, and, you know, I see a difference in my sleeping because I could not sleep at night. Now I sleep peacefully. Peacefully, she said. New job, going back to school, new life. Thank you, Novina. All the best. God bless you. Someone told you that you wouldn't make it. Someone told you that you weren't capable. Someone told you that what you wanted wasn't for you. They will be proven wrong. There is a way out for you. And the last word belongs to the Lord. The podcast is almost over. Don't stop listening. Share soul food with a friend or family member. Being depressed has become a normal way of life for many people who don't realize that they suffer from depression. They have become so accustomed to having feelings of sadness and a loss of interest in daily activities. Just like Mrs. Ann, who had this disorder for 20 years. How many years were you battling depression? More than 20 years. More than 20 years. I took Adderall for 60 days and I took um, methylphenidate. From the prayer of Friday until today's Sunday, what was your experience these nights? I had clarity for the first time in many, many years. Focus. Did not need any pills. Cynthia was so depressed that she wanted to commit suicide. I used to be um, depressed a lot. I used to be sad. I used to um, cry all the time. And I just used to think of doing stuff like I used to drive around in my car. I used to think of just closing my eyes and just run into a car and, and just have a wreck and just take myself out of here. I have um, more understanding. I'm stronger. And I feel like since coming to the church, I'm doing much better. For how long have you been coming to the church? Um, I've been coming to church about five months. And although Miss Dolores was taking many medications, she was still unable to overcome depression. Miss Dolores, you were depressed. Yes, I was mm -hmm. depressed for five to ten years. Yes. Yes. Couldn't sleep at night. What is this in your hands? Medication. Medication. Yeah. Let me show here. Medications, huh? That you were taking. Yes. To be free from depression. Yes. Uh huh and pain. But what does these medications Iman did for you? Really nothing. Made me worse. Worse? Worse. What did you do to be free from depression, Mom? I came here for deliverance last Friday and I felt good when I left here. <laughs> <laughs> did 
did you sleep last night? I slept like a baby. She was healed. In less than three minutes that we prayed for you, you were free from depression. Healed. 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 Join us today. We will fight with you in prayers. Remove the burden. This person has been carrying a burden upon his shoulders. This woman has been carrying a burden upon her shoulders. But I am praying to you right now. Unburden these people. Take away this pain. Take away this miserable life, this suffering. And today, my God, let this person be answered because we are in the house of prayer. Pick up the phone right now so that you can be the next to be set free from depression with no medication, no clinic, free of charge. Don't be afraid of the storms that rock your life. God will protect you. Call upon His name, He swore to bless you. He takes away your pain and gives you joy. Don't be afraid of the pain that breaks your heart. Don't cry, don't fear. Put your trust in God, He'll dry your tears. No dream or problems is too big for the sun may no longer shine, the moon may give up its light, but His promise will remain until the end. My God is not a man, all that He said we stand, I will obey His voice. On God I will depend The sun may no longer shine The moon may give up its light But His promise will remain until the end My God is not a man he said we stand I will obey his words on oh God I will depend on oh God I will depend